and welcome to episode 41 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and today's guest is the cheekily hilarious Anna McKenzie. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher and wherever else you get your podcasts. We're even available on Amazon Podcasts now, which means you can ask Alexa to play the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. Now it's time to go off script and find out Anna's true story about making stuff up. And please welcome this week's guest. It's Anna. Welcome, Anna. Hello, Ian. Thank you for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. I'm super excited to get to know all about you, find out your improv journey. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, I'm so flattered somebody cares to find out more about me. <laughs> well, it's not just me. It's going to be everyone listening. They're going to be uh, super excited to find out about you. Now, if there's, oh, brace yourself. <laughs> if there's people listening and they've not encountered you before, they might think, oh, uh, that's an interesting accent. So let's just, first of all, find out where you're from. I'm a spy. Oh, well, <laughs> no, that's just improv. Um, uh, it's my scene. Um, no, in reality, I'm not a spy. I'm from Ukraine. And how did you end up at Liverpool Comedy Improv from Ukraine? I married a British guy and moved to Chester in 2013. Awesome. So was it the Chester sessions that you discovered LCI? Uh, yes, uh, my first uh, introduction to improv was in Story House in Chester when uh, uh, David was doing a free session and okay. uh, I enjoyed it so much. And I asked him whether he was doing it somewhere and he recommended Emma to me. Awesome. So before that first session in Chester, had you ever... Had you ever done anything like improv before? English theatre is close enough, yes. <laughs> but it's not improv. It's uh, re rehearsed. It's based on scenario. Okay, cool. I've not heard of that before. An English theatre. Oh, because you didn't study English as your second language. Uh, oh, right, okay. You didn't have to. <laughs> it would be just theatre for you. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Drama. <laughs> well, I am Welsh technically, so it could be a thing, English theatre. <laughs> All right. I hope I haven't offended you by calling you English. Have I called you English yet? <laughs> uh, let's I, let's see how offended you get by the end. I don't think you had called me English until you apologised for calling me English and therefore inadvertently <laughs> called me English. Uh, but no, it's fine. You know, we're all one uh, very big, happy uh, United Kingdom, so it's all good. Let me make it make it up for for you quickly. I love Barabri. I've discovered Barabri oh, yeah. uh, recently, and I'm a fan. Yeah, Barabri is phenomenal. To have you had Welsh cakes as well? Yes. Yeah. Yum what yum. You, yeah, they're very tasty. Oh, that that's what we're we're good at in Wales: making very tasty but very unhealthy food. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so improv. I actually remember meeting you at my very first improv session in Chester. <gasps> was it your first? I was sure you were a pro back then. Oh, well, thank you very much. Like, so 
yeah, I, I had done sort of improv things because, you know, I'm not new to performing, but mm. I'd, I'd never been to an improv session before. And that was my very first time when I went to that Chester session. Oh, my God, that was hilarious. You did stand out. Oh, well, thank uh, you very much. <laughs> what did you do? Not improv, but what was it? Um, well, I, I did acting as, as a youngster. I've been a musician. I've been an MC. I've, I worked for a wrestling company for a while as a ring announcer. So, you know, I've, I've always been on stage. And to me, improv, it was always just a warm up activity. I didn't I didn't realize it was something that I could actually just do on a regular basis and have fun. And now I feel stupid for missing out on all of the years I could have been doing it. Oh, I feel the same. Have you ever been a compare at stand-up comedy? Uh, do you know, I've been a compare, but n I've never done it for a, a stand-up comedy now. I'd love to. Uh, I've done it for dance shows. I've done it for variety shows and various things. Uh, so, hey, if anyone's listening and you, you're thinking of running a stand-up comedy night, I am available. <laughs> Uh, because that was my first impression of you. I thought oh, that this guy must be a compare in stand-up comedy. Oh, wow. Well, thank you very much. Um, that is uh, very flattering. Thank you. It's because, or oh, I'll flatter you even further, it's because I think compares are the funniest uh, bit of stand-up comedy. Usually, well, not usually. Now I'll insult not only just you, but all the comedians <laughs> in the world. Some of the comedians sometimes will, are not quite funny, uh, but compares are always funny. <laughs> Well, I, I think the thing about that is when you're a comedian, you've got your, you've got your, like your niche, whatever it is. And that's always going to appeal to that niche audience. Like I love Tim Vine, for example, but some people hate Tim Vine. Like they like comedy, but he's not for them. And some people love, I know Ricky Gervais. Some people love Jimmy Carr but they're not for everyone so when when you go to a comedy night those comedians they're playing to their audience but the compare that comes in between it's their job to appeal to everyone yeah so, I, I love ricky gervais yeah you like ricky gervais uh what is it you like about his comedy oh i think his his cracking joke was when he complimented all the Oscar uh, stars, nominees. Uh, well done, well done. Uh, big kudos to your plastic surgeons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that, Joe? Yeah, I remember, I remember. Uh, see, some people don't like people like Ricky Gervais because, you know, they can say some pretty crude and close to the bone things. Um, but then uh, other people, they don't mind it because it comes from a good place because it's comedy like comedy isn't there to it's not there to offend but some people do take offense so do you know where i started filtering um before my humor was very self-denigrating self-depreciating okay and now i uh, notice that it's the funniest people who do this self-denigrating humor <laughs> but it, it affects your psyche because at the end, by, by diminishing yourself, you, you do end up thinking that you're crap, you're rubbish. This is why I started filtering my humor. Now I, ah, I, I'm okay. not a humorous person. <laughs> well, I think you are very humorous. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you but stood... I filtered. <laughs> well, you said I stood out to you in that, that session where we met in Chester. Well, you stood out to me because you were very physical in your comedy. And I, I, I like 
that physical slapstick side of things and you were really good with that uh, did I touch you in the properly? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but just like you were very, you, you weren't just saying things. You were really into the physicality and and the movement and and the over exaggerating the actions and things. And I like that in comedy. And so that stood out to me in that first session. Oh, that was the the good old days when we were still face to face most of the times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. So these days we are just sort of locked in a screen let's just talk about that how has the zoom prov world been for you have you enjoyed things on zoom how does how do you think it compares to real life yeah comedy improv has been my highlight in in zoom um i have done toastmasters and comedy improv just two um obsessions of mine uh and uh, uh yeah, it, it's fine. At, at one point, I was zoomed out, but uh, in general, it works very good. Okay. What about you? Yeah, I personally have loved it. It's I've spoken on the podcast a few times about the massive impact it's had on my life because, you know, I, I met my partner through online improv. I met my comedy troupe through online improv. So I've been having a great time. I have a podcast because of online oh. improv. I don't think this podcast would be happening if it wasn't for improv online and all the connections that I've been able to make. So I think it's been a wonderful experience and I, I'm happy that it's staying around even though things are getting back to normal. We've got a nice hybrid where yes, there are in-person sessions, but yes, we can still have our time at home and just log on for an hour or two and still have a bit of fun, but then there's no commuting. I didn't know you met uh, Saki through improv. Uh, is it, was it Emma's improv? Yeah, it was LCI online. That's where we met. Wow, that's so romantic. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And you're, um, you're telling your grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'll say to the listeners, if they want to hear that story in more detail, I've had Seki on as a guest. I was the guest on episode 25 of the show, and I tell the story in great detail. But yeah, we met. Um, on an LCI session and we instantly just clicked we we connected outside of the session like sort of just chatting and then the rest of to say is history and we now we now own a house together wow <laughs> so improv definitely changed my life for the better so Emma is a matchmaker she can take credit for that oh 100% yeah she is our Scylla Black I don't uh, know did you, you did she put you in the room together? <laughs> this is where the click happened. Well, there were times when um, she would put us in the breakout rooms and we'd be there together and we would just not be doing the activity at all. We would just be chatting and then we'd see in, uh, across the top that uh, Emma is, is watching and then we'd have to just like... <laughs> oh, that's kinky. <laughs> we'd have to... <laughs> I hadn't thought of it like that. <laughs> but... We then had to pretend that we were doing the games. Uh, so, we, oh, no, Emma's watching. Uh, so let's pretend we're doing something. Um, but then um, we actually, Emma was one of the first people we actually told because uh, uh, for, for a few different reasons, we weren't like super public about it straight away. Uh, but Emma was one of the first people uh, that we told and thanked. Mm, you'll have to invite us all to the wedding. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. To do the improv? Maybe An we'll, improv wedding? Yeah, maybe. And maybe uh, we'll we'll put it out on Zoom as well, so you know, people can really feel connected. 
<laughs> a wedding in Zoom. Wow. <laughs> it's where we met, so we might as well be where we uh, let yeah, people what, what come and watch it. What if the world goes back to normal once? Maybe, maybe then no need. Uh, well, I think, I think the Zoom is always going to stay around. Like, for example, yeah. uh, our comedy troupe that we started, the Oikers, we meet regularly online and we live in different places and we have met up for a session in person but we'll be continuing online lci has its regular wednesday so although it's gone back to in-person classes it's still there on a wednesday for online because you know it serves a different purpose really doesn't it mm -hmm. and a zoom wedding will be less expensive oh yeah totally so you can consider I if anyone knows me well, they know that I'm not really going to be spending a lot of money for other people to have a good time. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. I, I don't know you well. <laughs> so I'll still be expecting champagne <laughs> and lobsters. Oh, crikey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one thing I want to ask you about is, so obviously you're from the Ukraine and yep. humor around the world can be very different and the British sense of humor it's that well it sounds like it's your kind of sense of humor because British sense of humor is very sarcastic is very self-deprecating but are there times where references are lost on you because you grew up in Ukraine and you've got no idea what a particular show is or who a particular person is anything like that yeah, of course, it happens every day. First of all, about sense of humor, that's why I married my husband. <laughs> that's the, behind my whole biography, how I ended up here, because of British sense of humor, I was that was the more, oh, wow. most attractive feature, of course. And I still enjoy the humor. Uh, the, now I understand it more. But every time people start talking about some films or some programs they watched years ago, they yeah. lose me. Yeah, understandable. I because I get that with Seki sometimes. Like she grew up in the Philippines, and sometimes I forget that because she's so well integrated in into our culture, and I can talk to her about loads of random things that I wouldn't expect her to know. But then sometimes things that seem obvious in my head, she's like looking at me blankly, like I don't know what you're talking about, and I'm like, oh yeah, because she grew up in the Philippines, it's a completely <laughs> different place. Oh, wow. I was sure she was born here. Uh, oh, I remember the most embarrassing thing that happened to me when I misheard something. We went to a theater in Liverpool. Okay. And uh, somebody was uh, saying, King Hal, King Al, King Al. <laughs> and I was like, who is this King Al? I, I expected to see some royal person. And then I realized that it was a swear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't do it. I, thank you for reminding me, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure uh, you can guess what it was. <laughs> I can whisper. Well, no, I won't. <laughs> mm. uh, ah, okay, yeah. Let, let's move on, move on quickly <laughs> before I unleash my potential. <laughs> um, so, yeah, improv. So you were doing sessions with LCI. You mentioned something else before. You said you were keeping that up with improv through um, lockdown. What was the other thing you mentioned? Uh, Toastmasters, a speaking club. Toastmasters. Oh, yes. Is is that so I, I recently interviewed um, Guy Ridgway from LCI and he he told me about a, a public speaking group. Is it that group? Yes. Oh, I know Guy very well. He is great. Ah, awesome. 
Well, so, I, I don't know him very well, but you can't you can't say about most people, I guess. But uh, uh, he introduced me to the speaking club. Oh, cool! So you met him at LCI. Uh, no, I no? I met him in a pub. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And um, you said you said when we talked about the Zoom uh, during the pandemic that there was a time where you took yourself away from it for a while. Now I think I remember that time because you just kind of disappeared from all of the Zoom sessions. You'd been quite present in a lot of the sessions I was going to, and then I felt like I just didn't see you for months. Was that just because you just thought I I just gotta get away from this for a while and have a break? No, it was my serious moment. Um, like I decided uh, enough with fun. Um, now I need to think about work, 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 work. And I became Jack and no play. Oh, is it the met metaphor? Yeah, uh, Jack. All, uh, all work and no all play. All work, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no Jack there. So I decided to devote myself to work. And then I thought it was the biggest mistake because that affected me badly. Then I didn't. Uh, enjoy my life anymore uh, so I, I made a massive return back to things I love and something that always uh, stands out to me when I see you on zoom when we're doing improv on zoom um, is most people they're sat very still or, or they're stood up very still often I see you and you are rocking back and forth and for a while I was like what on earth is that? And then I realize what I think it is, and I'm going to ask you now if this is what it is. Do you often do a session at LCI on a Pilates ball? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to. <laughs> I hope you don't feel nauseated when I do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, In a no, rocking boat. It just, it just for a while there, I was always like, why is she just like back and forth? What's that about? And then, uh, <laughs> and then I realized Motion one sick. day. You had you had your camera at a different angle one time, and I was like, I think she's sitting on a ball. I'm sure Toastmasters were evaluating me and giving me that as a comment that I should stop doing it. Oh, so they actually pulled you up on that in a session? Uh, uh, no, no. Uh, Toastmasters do evaluations. If you did something um, that should be... Um, should be... Um, edited improved they tell you okay so let's talk a little bit about toastmasters then uh if anyone's interested in getting into sort of public speaking groups what would they expect to encounter at a session oh um unlike comedy improv it's more structured uh you would be asked to uh, give a spontaneous speech for a minute or two. It's called table topics. Uh, you don't have to if you don't want to, but it's uh, the most fun part okay. because it makes you think on your feet. It catches you off guard. Uh, and um, so it can be any question. It's quite interesting. And then uh, if you want, when, when you're a member, you can uh, give deliver a prepared speech that would be five minutes to seven minutes. All right. And just about, do they give you a topic or do you get to choose a topic? Uh, they do give you the direction and then you choose a topic. Okay, cool. And 
how long would a session last? Two hours? Yeah, two hours with breaks. Same oh, nice. as improv. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, let's just jump back to improv for a sec. So you were going to the sessions in Chester. Did you ever make it to the in-person sessions in Liverpool itself? Not in Liverpool. Emma was doing her sessions in Chester. So just the Chester ones you went to? Yeah. And you went to Liverpool and Chester. Yeah. So my very first one was Chester. And then I, I fell in love with it there and just went to Liverpool like a few days later because I, I just wanted to get my fix because I just thought this is the best thing ever. Wow. And what made you fall, fall in love with improv? Well, I know what exactly, but I'd like to know your opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, for me, um, it was it was the first time I ever truly felt like I fitted in. So I, I've always always been busy, always been involved in so much, you know, um, you know, a musician for a long time, but as a musician, I never fitted in because people think, oh, you're a musician. So obviously you're stereotypically like this and people make lots of assumptions about me, but that wasn't what I was like. And my band didn't really fit in anywhere because my band was basically a pop rock band. I would write the songs and they were all sort of pop rocky. And if you want to play your own songs, on the live music scene, you've either got to be a full on rock band or an indie band, because they're the only sort of regular crowds that want to hear original music. If you're playing pop rock, the sort of crowds that you're playing to, they just want to hear cover songs. They want songs they can sing along to. So we were often, because we played original material, we were often put on nights with rock bands and indie bands where the crowd wasn't there for our kind of music now fortunately we had a really good sound to the band and you know people often appreciate us and we'd have people come up to us be like oh you're not normally our kind of music but we really enjoyed that guys but we never quite fitted in um i just think as an adult in general because i'm not a stereotypical man i'm not a stereotypical i'm never a stereotypical what my age is so I just never really felt like I've fitted in. And then all of a sudden I came to improv and I, and I was like, Oh, I'm accepted here for just being 100% me. I'm not having to change anything. I'm not having to filter anything. That's me. The, the classic one I always come to is puns because in normal everyday life, I just spout out puns all the time and they're just not appreciated. People roll their eyes and people will just flat out say, oh, you think you're so funny, or you're not funny, or stop with your rubbish jokes. And I'm just like, like it, that's kind of a really, it's, it's oddly accepted to be that negative to people about jokes. Like you don't go it's around- It's a British understatement. Yeah, you don't generally go around uh, sort of just hurling out abuse at people. But if someone says a joke, you're just going to say, oh, that's a rubbish joke. And the weird thing is, I know lots of the time people actually like these jokes and they would miss them if I didn't say them, but yeah. it's in, it's like a part of culture that they have to tell me that my jokes are rubbish. But oh, then it... yeah. <laughs> I love puns. By the way, great pun saying that Emma's, Emma eating M&M's, oh, yeah. Emma's ants. M&M's, yeah. Emma's squeak wheat on, the fe <laughs> on your feet. I appreciate that. Oh, thanks. See, I love being quick-witted and in improv it's 
it's celebrated. And I was like, wow, yeah. like I'm appreciated for what I just do naturally here. Like, like, cause puddings, they're not forced. Like sometimes I have to physically hold them in and not say them because sometimes I'm not in a scene, but something will happen. And I'm like, oh, this is a really good pun. I just want to say it because that's just how my brain works, especially when I'm happy and I'm always happy in improv. So uh, it's like, I'm in like top gear. Just my brain is just tuned to puns. Um, so yeah, that's why I fell in love with improv. I fell in love with it because I was accepted. I fell in love with it because the people that were doing it are awesome. And, you know, and I found love through it. And I think what's awesome about that for me is I love doing improv and I do it a lot. And Seki loves doing improv and she does it a lot. And that means that we've actually got this really special thing that we can do together. And it's not like, oh, you're doing an improv session again. Uh, Like, why can't we have an evening together? Because if one of us wants to do it, then chances are the other one wants to do it so we can enjoy it together. Even if I'm sat in, in one room of the house and she's sat in another room in the house, we're still still on the screen together. We're still enjoying it or we're still going to an in-person session together. And I don't think there's a single person I've met that I haven't genuinely enjoyed in some way. Now, obviously, some people you're not going to click with the same as others, but you know, everyone's coming from a good place and it just makes me happy to be surrounded by good people. Yeah, and it's a great uh, hobby to share. Have you ever done the uh, improv together, sitting seated together? Yeah, so, um, well, we haven't sat on, on a screen in the same room together, but we have done real life improv together. But the weird thing was we spent so long doing uh, that together on zoom that when we did go and do it, improv together in person for the first time it was kind of a weird thing and it was actually we went to improv in the park last uh last summer summer just gone and neither of us had done improv in real life for uh, oh way over a year at this point and we'd never done improv in person together so the first time we did it, it was uh, LCI in the park in the summer. And we've done it a few times since. And yeah, it's great. It's just, I think when when you love someone and you you can just see them being happy and loving something and, and, and you can be there enjoying it with them. And then when you're not doing it, they might be up and you can just sit back and really focus on seeing them smile. I just think that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, it can make a relationship stronger for sure. And uh, can I ask you, what are you? Well, now I'm the host. It, 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 it <laughs> turns into the Anna show here. You're just interviewing me, but let's go with it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm <popping> roles. <laughs> But I do think uh, that the improv is not, on, is not only fun, that's what I love about it, not just fun, even though I love fun, but also there is philosophy, lots of philosophy behind it, psychology, um, learning about people, getting your social skills um, honed. Uh, what are some philosophical things you've uh, discovered in improv? For, for example, yes and. Yeah. Do you know that that's a really interesting thing? Cause I've been thinking about this recently and 
improv, particularly during the pandemic, I fell in love with improv and I learned yes and. And I, I found that like a real game changer to yes and everything. However, weirdly, yes, by yes anding and by falling in love with improv so much, I've actually learned how to know properly. And what I mean by that is historically, particularly in my job, I've always been a yes man. Like if someone wants something doing, Ian will do it. Yeah, sure. Not a problem. doesn't matter if I've got like a stacked mountain full of jobs to do. If someone comes and says, hey, Mr. Jones, can you just, or oh, can, can I rely on you for this? And I'm always like, yeah, sure. Not a problem. It doesn't matter. If, people if, pleasing. Yeah, just a people pleaser. And when lockdown hit and the world just kind of came to a screeching halt, I suddenly realized hold on a minute. Now I've actually got time to not do all those things I was doing for people and just focus on me. Like the world is actually a very different place. And I was learning the power of yes and from improv during this whole process because lockdown hit and I was fully on board with the Zoom prov sessions. I was doing four or five sessions a week, just absolutely loving the fact that I had the time to do it. And then I started to reflect and I was like, well, why don't I have time for this kind of thing in real, in, in real life? I say in inverted commas there, but in, in like my non-improv life. And then I suddenly realized it's because of the word yes. So we say that yes and is powerful and yes is super powerful indeed. But at the same time, I've learned how powerful no can be for my mental health to to still commit myself to the things that I love. And, you know, I work very hard for my job. It's not, you know, being a primary school teacher is not always an easy job, but, you know, we do it because we love it, even when it's hard. But I, I, I can't tell you how different my, my life has come. Now I've realized, actually, I shouldn't be spending my Sunday sat marking books. I shouldn't be spending my late Friday evening searching online for resources. It's helped me to manage my time better, to to make sure that I take time for me to say yes and to things like improv and things that make me happy and actually say, ooh, maybe I shouldn't take that on or maybe I need to restructure how I do that to make sure that there's more time for me. So. I guess that's philosophical. <laughs> yeah, at least we know how it works. Yes, to start the scene and no to finish the scene because <laughs> after no, there is not much to be said. Uh, but but since you are the guest, I'm going to flip this round on you uh, and say, uh, what is your takeaway from improv uh, on, on that deep philosophical uh, level? Oh, there are so many. And every day, uh, every session, there is a new one. Um, I I must start writing them down. For example, um, I remember Emma said, humor comes from within. She liked to say this phrase at at some point. And uh, uh, it made me change my ways. Before, when I was talking to someone, uh, I would prepare my lines instead (laughs) of listening to them, instead of giving 
them my undivided attention i would be preparing my funny lines um trying to be clever trying to be funny and now i just trust my mind that humor comes from within and it, it will come i don't need to prepare it, it it's a real improvisation yeah i will be funny i will be clever just relax and listen <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a good way to be. And I, you said the the term people pleaser before. I've always been a people pleaser in, in that I like to make people smile. I like to make people laugh. So it, so if I, I, without thinking about it, that's that's what my brain likes to do. It thinks, oh, yeah, there's an audience. So funniness must come out. But I've, I've realized through Emma's teachings and, and just through all the teachings I've learned, through all of the sessions I've been doing uh, with all the online improv, it's that actually I'm not, I'm not there to just entertain other people. And I've learned to just focus on entertaining myself because I think generally if you're entertaining yourself, you're having a good time. And if you're having a good time, others will enjoy what you're doing, whether they find it funny or not. That I think they'll just enjoy the fact that you're uh, having a good time. Another thing in common between you and me is props, that uh, love of props. Um, you do it at improv, I do it at Toastmasters. I don't do oh, it yeah? as much as at improv, but I noticed some puns and <laughs> props. Oh, P all P words. What else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the use of, of props uh in online improv because that's something that you don't have to hand in 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 in-person improv unless it's all very staged with like a table of props or whatever uh so i love people just randomly Mm. appearing with props and there's and there's only so many props that that i have really and there are some people i improvise with all the time and they're used to my different props but still it can be a same prop but you can get so many different characters from it so many different uh sort of funny scenes come come from the props and there are certain props that i have that people expect to see every now and again <laughs> <laughs> yeah what is his name i remember the face of the prop <laughs> don't know remember the name oh uh is it the aardvark oh otis the aardvark yeah i've got otis the aardvark i have a big puppet which mostly lives in school now we're back to sort of normal real life-ish i have a big puppet called onion he's actually done proper scenes with me in the past Uh, i have various i have this tiara and this little um cardboard like little cocktail glass thing that people like oh wow i don't have a tiara and ian has a tiara (laughs) well Yeah, Ian actually has two tiaras, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> one of them is made of card and one of them is an actual tiara. <laughs> can you teach me how to be a princess? I'm sure I can, yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody's teaching me to man up. I'd like to be a princess. <laughs> uh, so, so speaking about props and things, I really love voices. Like I love doing accents. I love doing impressions. Um, how do you feel about voices, in, impressions, that kind of thing? Are you good at accents, for example? And uh, no, all I can do is my my old Russian accent, and I am so envious of people who can do accent accents. But I guess um, <clears throat> my fault is that I don't really differentiate accents. Like here, you can meet someone and you know what street in Liverpool they're from, or yeah, <laughs> you can pin them, pinpoint them, pin. 
pin them down to what's the word to the actual street or where or like a neighborhood where they're from i can understand only liverpoolian accent and uh, Sc uh, not Scouse, scottish accent that's that's it the rest okay. are all the same now you see i believe i have quite a neutral accent and what i mean by that is people don't hear my voice and think oh yeah he's definitely from such and such a place like people often have to sort of ask where are you from because we can't place your accent and i think that makes my voice a good voice to be able to do other accents and to do impressions because i don't have that strong accent to sort of get past if that makes sense yeah definitely uh, it's good to be neutral to be able to assume other roles wow yeah um and i think if anyone's listening and, and they're interested in the art of accents or the art of impressions one thing i've learned is just to just immerse yourself in it and and, and listen and just really take take it in and pick up little traits because there's the certain the certain voices i'll do and i have to say a particular phrase to get me into the accent because that that's what gets me into it like like australian for example i'll always say something like you're great galah because that's a, something i associate with the accent g'day mate you're great galah how's it going things like that that's, that was actually not a good impression of australian i can do it better than that um but uh yeah i pick up on little things like oh hello i'll say like a little hello if i'm gonna go into welsh or if I'm going to be, all right, say, how's it going, mate? Calm down. If I'm going to do Scouse, I'll always start with, like, all right, say, how's it going, things like that. Ah, oh, and you have having a musical ears help, helps with, with accents, I, I, I bet. Uh, yeah, I'd never thought of it like that, but that probably just makes sense. I have a good ear for things in general uh, because of music. Um, so, Can you yeah. try to do my accent? Uh, if I was to do your accent, I think what would happen is... I, I would sound more Russian and that would just offend you Russian. very much. Um, you're from Ukraine, you're not from Russia and... Uh, but the accent is the same. Well, it is to me because I'm, fr I'm from outside, but you are from inside and you hear little intricacies that I do not hear. Uh, my first language is Russian, so you, ah. you wouldn't with me. <laughs> uh so well that was my attempt of a uh, similar accent to yours where would you rate it um uh, very good uh, russian <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's a constant uh, scene uh, between my husband and me because he mocks my accent and i try to exaggerate it for a co uh, more okay. comic effect so we end up like complete sergey two sergeys talking like i i want vodka i will give me my coffee <laughs> uh, so with the Russian, I've seen you play Russian characters quite a few times in improv. Um, if people mistake you for, for Russian in real life, does that ever offend you? No, it's actually my go-to uh, character because um, I don't do other accents, so <laughs> I will definitely sound funny in, a, in an exaggerated Russian accent. You see, I... I'm covering my fold there, but I, of course not, because um, um, Ukraine is a very complicated country. Half is Russian, half is Ukrainian. And before politics, it was all nice and mm. friendly. 
um, I don't like to talk uh, to think about politics, but I, it was when the conflict happened, I was so shocked, like, uh, uh, like my right hand and my left hand, which one, which one do I choose? Yeah. Uh, I just chose uh, to neglect to, to completely ignore politics. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I distance myself from politics. I, I don't enjoy politics. I don't enjoy that it makes people aggressive, like people aggressively defend their political views. And I, I just think like I vote cause I have to vote. I, and if I'm honest, I never really want to vote for any of the candidates. You're just choosing the best of a bad bunch, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I keep thinking how subtle the line is between uh, a victim and the bully, because when uh, you uh, support some politician, it's always or, or some pa political party or some cause. It's because you feel like a victim, like you're offended by something or you you are yeah. hurt by something but then by pursuing that you turn very invisibly and very quickly you turn into a bully yeah so like where i work it can get pretty heated with people giving their opinions about politics sometimes in the staff room and things like that and i i keep out of those conversations because you know i've got better things to be doing with my life and like i never really discuss my my views on things politically with people um and i know people do and that, and that's that's their thing and that's cool and some people feel that they need to give their their things a voice i just make sure that if, if i am going to vote i'll always vote for whoever i genuinely think will have my best interest at heart so i don't focus on the national side of things i tend to i, I really try and just focus on right who am I voting for locally and what do I genuinely think they can bring to my community? And I think for me, that that's, that's the only way I can sort of happily uh, be involved in politics in any way. Oh, speaking about improv, do you remember the game we played, uh, Repetition? Repetition. Uh, it, it was when we had. Uh, it was one of my favorite, most insightful uh, games for me. Uh, when we had to repeat after somebody else before saying our line oh yeah 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 i remember yeah i talked about it at toastmasters um because um i i noticed that this is a skill to resolve conflicts ah, okay uh, after we played that game uh it was quite hard to instead of saying your line at once to repeat after somebody yeah. else and then say your line but after that i um went to the pub with you i don't remember whether you you came along uh, that that night to the pub or not uh, no, um, anyway uh, i asked my husband to pick me up and uh, uh, i forgot that i asked him and I <laughs> stayed in the pub for an hour and he was waiting outside oh. in, in the rain <laughs> oh dear and then when i met him <laughs> i remember that uh, we just practiced repetition so every Every word, how dare you? Like, did you know how my, you made me wait in the rain? With an ex exaggerated Russian accent, by the way. <laughs> well, um, I, start, I simply started repeating, like, yes, I made you wait in the rain. Yes, I made you. And the conflict was resolved in seconds. Ah, be, yeah, because I guess they're saying, I'm angry because of this. And you're saying, yeah, 
yeah, yeah I hear them <laughs> basically repeating after them I I hear them what they are saying yeah yeah interesting yeah it's cool that you've been able to make that link to to real life um, but speaking of uh, resolution, we're going to have to find a resolution to this chat because I've just seen a time and it's time for us to bring this lovely conversation to a, a close. Oh my God, I would, uh, <laughs> I would talk and talk. Remember, we, we thought we, we, would, we wouldn't have any topics so... or no, you didn't, but I, I was always doubting myself. I think anyone that comes on as a guest on this show thinks that they can maybe talk for five or 10 minutes and that's it. Um, but, you know, I just say to people like it, we do improv all the time and we just talk and it's never an issue. And every single one of us in the community, we're all really unique, interesting people. And we've got interesting thoughts. We've got interesting stories to tell. And that's why I love the show because it's a platform to just let people just talk and, just relax and, and give a bit of an insight into in, who they are and what their thoughts on life are. And yeah, so I'm really, really proud of what we did, can do with the show just to give people a little platform to just have a chat. Wow. Who is the audience? Typically, I had to ask this question from the start. Who is the audience? Uh, well, the audience, uh, there are all sorts of people. The, the people fr from the LCI community, I know of other people that they're not from the LCI community that listen, but they're from the, the wider improv community. Um, there are people, people from all over the place, you know, we've been going for, I think this is episode 41 and we, you know, we've wow. had, we've had thousands, yeah, we've had thousands of listeners. So people out there are listening. I've seen people listening in Australia, people listening in America, in Canada, in Africa, in Bulgaria, um, in, there's been people listening in Russia. There's been people listening in France. There's been people listening in Japan. There's been people listening in you know, Germany, all over the place. It's really cool. And I just think that it's so awesome that there's people, random people in different pockets of the world listening to this little show of us just having a chat. Where do you find it? Oh, well, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish the interview and then I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Because they found it already. It because the people listening have found it already. They don't need this. Oh, they're clever people. Oh, my God. I am the dinosaur. <laughs> uh, so I will just say to the listeners before we finish this bit, uh, check check out uh, Anna. If you ever in encounter her on the improv circuit, she's got a great sense of humor. She's always oh. good for a laugh. And you'll Can enjoy Can I advertise scenes. my group? Because yes. I, I, oh, and can I uh, drag you to my group? Because you said you like puns, and I have a, a Facebook group called English Word Players. Okay. David is on it, and uh, it's all about puns and wordplay and uh, all the games and fun with, with the English language. Oh, awesome. So you yeah. would be a great asset. Thanks. And uh, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Just send me the accept. invite. And yep. uh, I know I'll probably get. Mark Turpin will love that. Michael Ananins will love that. They're great word players. Um, so, yes, send me a link to that. Oh, great. I've converted one. The, the funniest <laughs> guy ever. <laughs> thanks. I'll send you. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we'll officially say goodbye, but then we'll carry on our chat once I've uh, finished uh, recording. <laughs>
So, okay. uh, so thank you very much to Anna. And there we go, another fantastic uh, chat there. Thank you so much to Anna, I really enjoyed that. And sometimes I go into these things and like I genuinely have like no idea what we're gonna talk about. And I, I really loved some of the, the topics we were talking about there. Some of them were curveballs for me. I loved how Anna assumed the role of interviewer at one point and basically just hijacked the show and started turning all the questions on me so yeah it was great and what i also love about these podcasts is i always say it's a great opportunity for me to give these people uh, an opportunity to have their story told to a wide audience uh, but i just love the the personal thing of it for me is i get to have these awesome conversations with a whole uh, variety of of great people from the improv world and we, we spoke about it just a bit at the end of the interview there and I said oh you know I'll speak to you when we've finished recording and these interviews they, they generally last about 45 minutes the actual recorded part but there's always a chat I have before the interview and then that bit's always kind of like a, a standard I just explain uh, what the interview uh, is going to be like things that we can't say i'll ask you if people are comfortable um if there's anything they know they're not comfortable to talk about it's just sort of general things like that but then after like a good solid 40 to 45 minutes of, of chatting with me people are always surprised first of all that they've, they've spoken for that long but then uh, at the same time they're not always ready for the the chat to be over so often i'll i'll finish recording but then we'll continue to chat for a, a, a good period of time after and and I, I love that it's just um, a great way to connect and we, we spoke about zoom and the effect zooms had on improv and we've spoken about that a lot in various other episodes uh, but I did reference in, in this particular chat today that it, it's thanks to zoom that yeah, this show even exists because it was improv online that really started to sort of connect the community the worldwide improv community in a way it hadn't been connected before and that's really what i think gave emma the idea for this show in the first place that realization that there's so many awesome people out there and they're getting involved in improv and giving so much to the community so let's give them a place to talk let's give them a place to have their story told and whether it's just coming on and talking about themselves or when we're doing episodes where people are talking about uh, sort of questions uh, that are important to them in improv I just I'm just really enjoying this opportunity to to have these conversations and yeah I never know what's going to be said but I know that I'm going to have a good time doing it and as I referenced in this chat, if I'm having a good time, chances are people listening will have a good time listening to people having a good time. You know, um, positivity is infectious, laughter is infectious, smiling is infectious. And, and I believe even though this is just a podcast, I think if I'm smiling and 
the people on the show with me are smiling. I think people can feel that. So let's continue this positivity. Um, if you want to come on the show at any point, we want to hear from you. We want you to come on. We want you to give other people reason to smile through telling us your story, through giving us your anecdotes, through giving us your opinion on any particular topic that's related to improv that you want to talk about. So if you are a member of the LCI community and you want to be a guest on the show, then do please get in touch with me or with Emma Bird and we'll make the arrangements as soon as possible. It's it's really ex- exciting that we are opening the show up to talking about topics and not just people's stories and it's great that we can we can offer uh, a bit more now because I'm excited to get previous guests back we've already had a couple of previous guests come back and I've also had people contact me with ideas for topics not necessarily that they want to talk about but I just love that people have gone out of their way to contact me and say hey maybe uh, this would be a good topic so yeah perhaps that's you perhaps you don't want to come on and talk about it yourself but you think oh I'd like to to hear people talk about this because I have an interest in that let us know Uh, so yeah just uh, get in touch and if you are interested in getting into improv just in general or you're already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene then all the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk you can also check us out on facebook by searching for liverpool comedy improv and on twitter and instagram we are at live comedy improv we also have a facebook page just search for the liverpool comedy improv cast on facebook and you'll find the page there and you'll get links when we drop a new episode every Monday you'll get a trailer uh, posted on there every Thursday so that is really the main hub for the show so if you give us a follow, a like on Facebook then you'll get everything that you need to know when you need to know it from the show if you listen to the show on Apple Podcasts please leave us a 5 star review and spread the word about the show because it's 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 one thing having um, you know the positive reviews written and things, but if you spread the word and word of mouth gets around, I always believe that that is the best advertising out there. So if you're listening to the show and you like the show, please tell someone else that you think might like the show uh, to just give it a listen because you know I love doing it, and if we can keep growing the audience, then. You know, perhaps we can be doing this for quite some time. Uh, so yeah, spread the word because good news travels fast. If you're interested in me in any way, uh, you can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for Ian Luke Jones, and yeah, my YouTube channel in particular. I I like people to go there because it's full of all sorts. If you want to check out some of my music, we spoke about my music earlier in this chat. Uh, You can hear uh, lots of my songs from back in day when I was a musician. I guess I'm still a musician, but back when I was actively, uh, regularly recording and performing, I do have some uh, songs that were expertly recorded in my bedroom. Uh, So check them out. Lots of comedy things on there, lots of improv things on there. Uh, there was a while there I was doing motivational uh, Monday messages so they're still there 
there's holiday videos and all sorts on there so yeah check it out um, please do and if, if you really really want to help me out just uh, subscribe and share my YouTube channel as well because uh, I might as well shamelessly plug myself if you can't plug yourself on the show that you host where else are you gonna do it hey so there we go um, thank you very much as always for listening uh, oh I say as always perhaps this was your first time listening um, so if that is the case I hope you come back and I yeah I hope you go back listen to some previous episodes and you come back and listen to future episodes I really uh, hope to have you listening again in the not too distant future but before I go here are some words as always that are wise 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 always remember whatever the situation to treat life like improv and yes and <laughs>